I told the wife, I was like, well, honey, it's another Everly night, so it's it's going down. So she, she's, that, don't, don't wait up for me, babe. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the lights down low. It's an Everly night. Oh, oh, oh. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. This is... I'm not even drunk this time. It's just just saying stupid shit as I always do. <laughs> All righty. Well, hey, let's talk some arcade. Arcade yes. games. Yeah. So of all of us, who who actually had like a formal like arcade? When I say formal, uh, who actually had a building that was legitimately just like wall-to-wall arcade games growing up in their hometown? Chelsea did. <laughs> I did too. Excellent. All right. All right. So that was me and Mark were, were arcade this. Well, um, I wouldn't say I was arcade list. The the I think, okay. I think the unique thing that I had growing up was uh was basically like on a two year rotation, I had moved from one location to another strategically across the country. So <laughs> the the arcades uh did exist because there's a thing called the post exchange on every military base, and every post exchange was like the military's version of a Walmart. So mm. you go in there yeah. and they're like right next usually to where the hair- haircut place was. So you get a haircut for like four bucks, by the way. Really good deal. Ooh. <laughs> right next to that was the arcade, which, you know, was uh, prominently featured everywhere. It was like like if you had NPCs in a video game, guys, it was like the same setup everywhere. You get your, pizza, <laughs> your haircut, your arcade. Boom. <laughs> Sorry. Long story. Anyway, no, no, that's solid. No, I, uh, I had a pizza place that had um some arcades at it, and then a uh, a little ice cream shop that had two arcades at it consistently. They rotated out, so mm-hmm. never a true arcade, but always some place that had either something incredibly greasy or sugary and video games <laughs> for the children to enjoy. Yes, yes, we um, I think so. Our arcade moved in when I was like in high school or something like that, like early high school. And it was truly just like this nerdy guy that had, you know, hobby collected hundreds of classic arcade machines. Um, Freaking awesome. Over (laughs) the years. And it was a true 25 cent per play arcade. So it wasn't like having to play Galaga for a dollar 25 or anything like that. It was everything was a quarter. And it was freaking sweet. <laughs> They've kind of lucky come back to that again. Yeah. I don't know if you've been to arcades recently. Like they were gone for years. Well, well, they did that thing, like you said, where it was like, you know, you'd have to have 10 quarters in your pocket to play for five minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, all the ones that there's kind of been a resurgence in kind of like classic style. And they just have quarter games. Cause I, th- I think it's because nowadays they, they make money in other ways, whereas yeah. back then they could make enough money just as an arcade. They could literally just have video games in like 1989 mm-hmm. and they would make enough money to survive. And yeah. I'm going to assume that um, Nintendo becoming like the original NES becoming more accessible kind of started that to phase out because yeah. I noticed a big shift in arcades um, when I was a kid. Uh, is it okay if I go in? I'm just going to start talking yeah. about my... Yeah, please, monologue. We're all right into it. So <laughs> arcades for me, I have like a love-hate relationship with because... So I was born in 1983 and 
the first things I saw, like you guys were mentioning these machines in stores, I was actually at a Models when I was like four years old. Mm-hmm. And um, they, this was before they were only sporting sporting goods. It was like a full um, department store Models back then. Mm-hmm. And they had maybe 10 arcade machines. And I saw all these teenagers hanging out by them, playing them. And my mom wouldn't let me play it, right? Well, it then, was because the teenagers all had like, sleeveless leather coats with spikes oh, all yeah. over them yeah were, yeah you know, yeah probably on acid and doing you know <laughs> nothing but angst oh. and punk rock so then i would see in movies too i would always see like teenagers hanging out in an arcade and and back then i just really wanted to be a teenager so bad and there was one time where i was able to go to an arcade by me and this was like um you know it, it was before all of the like kind of what I call carnival style games, they have now like a David Buster's. Mm-hmm. It was just mm-hmm. video games. Like yeah. they had Marble Madness with the rollerball. They had obscure beat 'em ups yeah. like DJ Boy and all these games that looked better than they would on the console ports that were about to come. And I was able to go there once for like mm-hmm. an hour. Absolutely loved it. Now, after that, I didn't really get to go to an arcade again. I mean, here and there, but but when I started able, being able to go alone was when I was around like 13, 14. And now I was a teenager. Now I was able to go to the arcades yeah. and do the things that teenagers are doing. And at this point in time, arcades were now different. Yeah. You had only, you know, the, the, the things that were standard video games with controllers were fighting games. Other than that, you had tons yeah. of interactive games. You had like time crisis type of things mm-hmm. that had guns. You had things where you'd stand on a skateboard. You had things where you dance. They were all super interactive. They were all very expensive too. Like you're mentioning before, like, you know, maybe it would be a dollar fifty to go on the snowboard and bounce around on it for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And um it was a totally different experience. So I feel like, you know, I was kind of always chasing that my whole life and I wasn't really able to ever fully experience it just because I was too young, mm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. we our generation, like, I guess that kind of like millennial, older millennial generation, absolutely for the majority missed out on like the classic arcade. We, we just did. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't around so much anymore when we were younger i mean Mm -hmm. my experience i just got super super lucky with someone in a small town who was like yeah i have this stuff i'm gonna do it like there's nowhere else for the kids to hang out might as well (laughs) you know open open something like this up so what you experienced it sounds like a lot of the things that are happening now with arcades yes Mm -hmm. yes and um something else i think too with like that's absolutely resurging with arcades and being from good old wisconsin here we sure know how to make a nice bar and that is the you know the arrival of arcade bars which i think is why they're able to go back to you know some of those 25 cent roots because they're not making money on the games the games bring you in but you're there to drink (laughs) (laughs) and they run differently like i think i went to my first like arcade bar in tennessee uh, mm-hmm. I was in, yeah, I was in Nashville and there, like the, the games are actually free. You said to, the deal was like, Oh, that's had, cool. You had to keep drinking. That's, that is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really you neat. just, you oh, just no. pay for your drinks, but that's you, actually a problem. 
Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm gonna tell you the free games mm-hmm. is a problem because um, that's the the main thing about arcades is trying to like see how little money that you can spend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a, a friend of mine one time, I mean, he still has them. He has about five arcade machines: Arkanoid, Commando, um, Indiana Jones. He had yeah. a couple of others, right? So like, you know, we would get together at his house and play them. But like when you're playing Arkanoid and you can just die and start again, it yeah, is a very different experience than when you're like, okay, I have five dollars and I need to play for as long as possible. It makes you really focus. You need that them. equivalent exchange. You need mm-hmm. to have. <laughs> yeah, there's no stakes if oh, you I can just that. for sure, know. for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like playing. It's like using Game Genie. You know, oh. yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Game Genie, Game Shark, you know, that would later come in. <laughs> you know, the, the only arcade machine that I, I tended to even play with over time mm-hmm. was uh, really just the heart rate machine at Walmart. And I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I, won. I won. I was good at that game. I could, I could Look at how like high a... this number is. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. I'm, I must be the best at this game. Yeah. I, the I paramedics can take it. showed Come up. Where? I win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, keep pumping. I can take it. Let's go. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, it, it, is, it is true, though, man. I, I uh, only had maybe a handful of experiences in a true like arcade setting where it was, that was the establishment where it wasn't just an offshoot of something. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and I would say that like over time, what got replaced with, um, with some of the scenarios you mentioned was that now you would see like this standardized there. Here's a, there's like a claw machine. There's, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. one like, like vehicle based game or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then there's that one, uh, machine where like you have to place a very well placed cut like fifty times to win a PlayStation Three. You know, it's like oh man, those drive are me crazy. Are are we not allowed to say <laughs> yeah. the name of those games or? I mean, I don't know what they're called. Yeah, I don't even know what they are called. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you were specifically trying to avoid saying the name, like we're gonna have to pay out some royalties no. or something. I was just like, no. I'm pretty sure you're safe to say whatever you want. No, I mean, I we usually just follow up with they're, they're not a you know, not a sponsor, sponsor. Like a yes, podcast. Yeah. But if we have to go with names, uh, I will go ahead and just say the name. Uh, they're called shit. They are, <laughs> I hate those things. I'm like, no one's winning my, that PS4 off of the damn claw machine. Hi, people that you know, like, oh, yeah, how'd you, how'd you, get, your, how'd you get your PS5? I stopped the light at the right moment. Oh, you <laughs> I spent, I spent no, $1,500 to win it at the arcade. <laughs> There's a difference yeah. between stopping a button and the skill cut, okay? Those are two different things. Like, we're, <laughs> like stopping the yeah, light. The skill cut is way harder. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the skill cut is like, it's like peeing with echolocation, you know, like <laughs> I, I can't try. It's like I'm in the dark and I got to not hit anything except the water. Hmm, that's going to be a challenge <laughs> for me. Yep. Do you guys have, way, um, yeah. do you, in movie theaters by you, do you have like a mini arcade kind of setup? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's you, the only place that I have experienced. Well, I've been to arcades like, so I'm in New York and um, we've, you know, we have some Dave and Buster's. We have like a pinball arcade. We mm-hmm. have some barcades with like a few games. But you know, the bar the barcades they 
They want you to play the game everyone knows. People only go there once in a while. So they always have the super popular machines where I'm looking for an, ar- an arcade that has like, you know, back in the day they would have, you know, unpopular stuff because it was still during the time where they were, mm-hmm. were trying things. And unfortunately, a lot of the unpopular games have not, you know, made it to, you know, this decade a lot of the times. Um, but at the movie theater is a place where I'll see arcade games most of the time. And they still have some that I do enjoy playing. Like, um, I'm sure you've seen this. It is Jurassic Park, and you are inside of a car that moves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you are also shooting things. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, it's that, that thing that a... didn't happen in any of the movies. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> but you get to yes. live it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's what you wanted. But that is a, a really cool arcade game. Mm-hmm. I even saw it at a like, truck stop once, like driving across country. I saw just like, they had like one arcade machine. It's a Jurassic Park car. And I just had to play it because it, it's, it's actually a really fun, good game. Mm-hmm. But everything else was kind of like, you know, shoot the basketball hoop and things like that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm hmm. How many millions of dollars would they have had to waste to generate that many dinosaurs for you to kill? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know how much dinosaurs even cost? They could be cheap. Dinosaurs back in the day were expensive, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but nowadays you just like harvest some DNA from a mosquito and then that's pretty much you're yeah. good to go, right? You, you, just, you mix that with a frog and you're gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you really just got like labor costs of, of the scientists mixing together the genomes and everything. And then, then you're just, then you're just, then you just wait for them to be big, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, then there's also like the cost of hiring someone who can uh, take care of your entire network for you. Um, <laughs> so you, you can't keep Newman around for cheap. Well, so I, I love how you say cheap Joe, because mm-hmm. I mean, th- this was a pastime that many of us, this was like your allowance money. This is what you would go to and, and spend that dollar on or that two bucks, however much you got. Um, I didn't get a raise on my allowance until I think it was like 97 where we went from, so we went from a dollar to five bucks, then to 750. So my dad was adjusting for inflation. He was ahead of the mm-hmm. curve on that one. <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the earliest experiences I actually have with the arcade though, and, and this was pseudo being able to play and not, was... The Simpsons. And, oh God! Uh, yeah. Really good. Not and and not to be confused with the Simpsons arcade game. Just the Simpsons, oh, be, because the Simpsons arcade game was the port of the arcade game, not the arcade oh. game itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you mean the Simpsons arcade game, not the Simpsons arcade game? Yeah, precisely. <laughs> that is, exactly. That is the one he means. The, and the if Simpsons, you're cool, you yes. knew exactly what he meant when he just said the Simpsons. Yes. The oh, Simpsons yeah. found, <laughs> found in arcades. Yes. Uh, Marge and her vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it's that game. So the Simpsons game, there's a lot of games that are like it, like the Ninja Turtles game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. X-Men. Yep. 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 Which... We could, you know, you could do a whole episode in the X Men arcade machine. I mean, it's so good. Also, there's the Avengers one that, yes, I think was also four player. Even though X Men had mm-hmm. the six player, all like this, the Simpsons, Turtles, and Avengers are all four player. One time a couple of years ago, um, I was in Washington D.C. for work, and I had like nothing to do at night. Um, so I start looking up arcades. I did find one. 
it was like this small barcade where they had like a SNES hooked up at the bar and um, they had maybe like 16 arcade machines, you know, they had like Rampage, I remember. Um, yeah. A lot of classics, <laughs> but they did have the Avengers one. And I think it was like maybe $11 I spent on it. Um, but I did play the entire thing and the story <laughs> was actually great. It is an amazing nice. game. It, it's out of all of those multiplayer ones that I mentioned, the multiplayer beat-em-ups, that one is rarely talked about. And it has like maybe 20 different characters it introduces between the ones you play, the ones you fight, ones that help you, ones that just kind of like move the story along. It's really good. Well, it, it has uh, White Vision slash West Coast Avengers, right? <laughs> like that, yes, that's that's, that's what you have. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think, yeah, that was must have come out around that time that was a short-lived thing but yeah Yeah. it definitely does Mm -hmm. yeah like you've got uh like comic accurate hawkeye at that point you've got uh wings on helmet captain america and uh you've got your classic you know bright yeah you know it was actually very Mm -hmm. west coast avengers like what very west coast avengers based now that i think about it like um a lot of the other um but it's crazy like namwar shows up um wasp you fight ultron i mean it is just <laughs> really good <laughs> I, I i yeah i loved that that style of arcade game because uh when when you would go from so if, like i mentioned to you guys i moved every two years i would mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. from one arcade that would have the two-player arcade version and then you would see the four-player oh. version and then like you mentioned mm-hmm. you would see the six-player version at certain ones oh and yeah. so it was a totally different game depending on where you went and who you were playing with. And, oh, totally. uh, yeah. And, and I think, and on the, uh, on the Simpsons game, if you were playing two player, you know, you just freely move across the screen, but if you're playing four player, I didn't, def- I'm pretty sure it had a fixed position based on who you were playing. Right. Like, like each, each player um, had like an area on the screen, mm-hmm. didn't they? So I played, I'm not sure about that one, but I did play, about two years ago, a six-player X-Men machine with all six people yeah. on. And Ooh. it was purely insane. <laughs> um, every, every, the whole screen is just exploding. You know, it's like, <laughs> the cool thing about that, yeah, so everybody was able to everybody was able to move freely. Cool thing about it is like your quarters last so long. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, because like you're not dying as fast. Like you try to play that game mm-hmm. with two people, and it's like, yeah. okay, you have six people on the screen. You're basically just annihilating it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, like, the cool thing too is everybody wants to get in on that. So, you know, even this this even happened when I was a kid. Like I remember going to like Chuck E. Cheese yeah. for my. Um, I was in fourth grade. However old you are around that, I went to my birthday for Chuck E. Cheese. Played the um, six player X Men machine from start to finish but the cool thing was is that you know every once in a while like one person would get you know they'd play as colossus or like a level they'd die Mm -hmm. they'd bow out (laughs) and somebody else would pop back in so like you ended up by the end of the game you played with maybe 25 different people and everybody was just kind of like taking turns like there's a group of people standing around it um Mm -hmm. that's kind of you know that's something that is, is probably dated about arcades because like 
even recently, so when I was playing the X-Men game two years ago, and I, I, this was at um, this place called One Up in Denver. Really great arcade. The best arcade that I've seen this century. There's there's a few different locations in Denver. I was there for a bachelor party and ended up going to this arcade three days in a row. <laughs> but what I, what I noticed, and I have a funny story about that too. So what I noticed was though, people were like getting bored easier. Like maybe people aren't as much of a big kid as me, but I was playing the X-Men game and it was actually this mm-hmm. time hard for somebody to to like stay for long. Like they would put a couple of quarters in so every once in a while, you know, I'd have six people going and then like I'd be down to four and I'm like, crap, I'm looking around <laughs> like, hey, somebody mm-hmm. join this. And then like one guy leaves. Now I'm down to like three. I'm a close shape. But then maybe two other people would show up. So, you know, it was just uh, less of a community feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like X-Men was like a, a game I was hoping we would touch on, too, because that was definitely like my favorite one growing up. Uh, we had it. Oh, the- yeah. The Dairy Island Boston uh, was where I played the majority of it. And it was usually just me and one other friend. They they only had, uh, yeah, I had no idea the six player version of that arcade even existed because they, oh, wow. they had four. Yeah. And I have never played it with more than one other person at the same time. So I got oh, used wow. to to play it. And I always play as Colossus because he was my favorite. But then I remember always playing him like, why is his like super move like, him just shouting and transferring <laughs> back to his normal mode. Like, shouldn't that make his, him weaker? <laughs> right? His special move, though, it's so small. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I would always play as Dazzler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she, she throws this, like, mm-hmm. light bomb that just, it kills, like, everybody on the screen. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, um, she was a good one. A crazy thing about that arcade game is, have you guys ever seen, this might be an aside, but have, you, have any of you ever seen Pride of the X-Men? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, Kitty Pride? No. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was it's, uh, with the it's failed... The initial, um, yeah. It's the first X-Men animated series pilot mm-hmm. that, that they tried. Yeah, this was made a few years before the, you know, the Fox X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it had it had a team that was based on the 80s X-Men, so... You know, it had it had the, the the team from this game, which was Wolverine, um, an Australian you know, Wolverine, Colossus. by the way, Australian Wolverine. Yes, <laughs> yeah. you know it. And then it had um, Storm, Dazzler, Cyclops, and just one other character that I can't pinpoint that was in that arcade game right now. But that was the basic basic team, and so they were kind of like pushing that. Um, th- that's why the. Um, they thought that was going to be the big show. That's why they use those mm-hmm. characters in the video game. Then, you know, a lot had happened in the comics and they were kind of moving forward into the 90s. So they, um, you know, switched out Dazzler for Jubilee. She was the new character. She was more relatable to kind of like the um, millennial audience over the gener- Generation X audience. And um, yeah, just some little facts about the X Men video game. <laughs> can, can we can we talk for just a minute about the thigh high boots that Colossus wore at that point in time? <laughs> in the universe? Like, like they're halfway up his back. Like those, those aren't boots anymore. And he's tall too. So how big were those things? <laughs> In Russia, boots where you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I, I'm sorry, I can never get that image out of my head. Like these things are like they're like over his knees. It's like you, you, a guy that tall would not wear like, boots like that. Come on. No. Yeah, they 
they really didn't have good uniforms back then. No, no superhero did. I don't know what the people were thinking when they made these things. It was definitely fashion over function, and it was a weird fashion. <laughs> was uh, was Nightcrawler part of that one too? I can't remember um, if he was. Yes, he is. I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. I was getting okay. that confused because he he's kind of been in like every X Men video game. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was mm-hmm. thinking maybe he wasn't in that one, yeah. but he definitely was. Yeah, I, I, I distinctly remembered those mostly because like when when like uh, and we're going back to the Avengers for a second, like when when WandaVision com- comes out, people are like going, oh, what's this 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 Caucasian vision thing going on here? And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, West Coast Avengers has been around for a while. Mm-hmm. This isn't a new idea. This is this is just yeah. pulling from what's already there. But oh, man, um, I watched the, that comic shoot up in value, like when that show was out yeah. and then like. The next mm-hmm. week, nobody cared and sold them all. And yep. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, that, that's that's actually a really great way to start off because I, I think it's important for people to to understand where arcades were versus the, the default that you see now. Um, I think mm-hmm. for today, what, what we were kind of getting excited about here was really just doing... And and this is like the roundtable thing, Doug. We started this with you. The roundtable began. Really? It was everything. the first one? Yeah, well, I guess you we need more people for it to be round. Technically, Otherwise, yeah, it's just a triangle table, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which doesn't have the same ring with King Arthur and his knights of the triangle table. Mm. No. <laughs> like, just... So it was two knights. He just had the two. Then he sat at one corner. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Arthur was socially awkward. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I, I think it's great to to kind of come back to this because I, it, Doug, I think it has been several months since we've had the chance to to do a reunion it on this. It feels like a week ago. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, since Bomberman, buds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. Ever since we talked about that, I cannot get the image out of my head with you. Like you've got the vein on the forehead. You're you're playing at like four a.m. <laughs> and, and, and like and Nikki Six is just behind you playing, you know, and, and oh, going down. Yeah. And I, like that that has been frozen in my mind ever since. But honestly, the arcade experience well, is you know how it goes. Well, I mean, the arcade experience wasn't that different. Okay. You were talking about how oh, far no you can get with yeah, with one quarter, but who wants to oh, wait. begin? It's so much more rewarding too, because like you might have to leave. You know, yeah. my mom's <laughs> picking me up at six. Like, what the fuck do I do? Oh, yeah. I'm a crowd. My supporters are behind me. I'm crushing oh, it. Right. Or she's already there picking you up and you're begging for like five Ma, more minutes. Please. Yeah. Ma! Yeah. Yeah. Ma! And it's like, you don't Ma, understand what's going yet. on right now. <laughs> well, before we... we go too far away from X-Men, do you want, I... <laughs> on the topic of arcades again, me and my friend are actually talking like a month ago about the last arcade game. Now, I mean, like the the last like new exciting game for the old style of arcades. Yeah. Really young people probably won't understand this, but it was Marvel versus Capcom. <laughs> I'll even go up to Marvel versus Capcom too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, do you I, know what I'm talking about? Oh no. yeah, oh yes, like, like Her, yes. <laughs> that was I, I, like I get, on yeah. the cusp of the of the big video game shift. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, so this is like fighting. Remember when fighting games started dominating everything? 
like oh, yeah. the first yeah. time you saw a Mortal Kombat 2 machine Street and you Fighter, were just like, yeah. like <laughs> oh yeah yeah so those are like paving the way and all of a sudden there's this Marvel versus Capcom and you know you were already familiar with the X-Men arcade machine mm-hmm. and now you're just like holy shit this is fucking great <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure games came out after that, but like, you know, you guys didn't notice as much. I mean, definitely games came out. I'm talking about like, they made such an impact. I'm surprised you skipped right over Virtua Fighter. Yeah, Virtua so Fighter is not surprised. Fighter can be mentioned along, that can be mentioned along with the other fighting games when there was just a slew of fighting games, you know, like, my days are messed up, but like, you know, you would look around and there were just fighting games everywhere. You know, you had mm-hmm. Primal Rage, King oh, of Fighters God, yes. is older, but around, you know, you had a lot of different Neo Geo ones. Um, but then, like, yeah, like, the last one that really, like, was was bringing the next level was um, definitely the uh, the Marvel versus Street Fighter. I feel like it, it mm-hmm. was so unique, brought in, like, some Marvel characters people weren't really familiar with into, oh, yeah. like, the whole, um, you know... Even it would introduce, I might, I'm sure it introduced some new um, Capcom characters, you know, Street Fighter characters, but it, it, which well, I'm still nowadays. You're, you're bringing up a good point, and I, I actually brought up Virtua Fighter just to be facetious because, uh, <laughs> frankly, I just didn't really care for the graphics of any of those games. But uh, oh, you I didn't, didn't like either. super pointy I, I, I 3D. Really nice. I think it's overrated. <laughs> well but your your point to you know uh you know this this kind of being the jumping off point when i start to think about this too just the state of where consoles were uh, at the same time i do feel like smash brothers just kind of took over after a point you know like Mm -hmm. like people are all of a sudden like they're getting their fix from from smash brothers and and uh I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but like fighting games for me did lose some of their steam um, right around like early two thousands. You know, maybe even a little, little before that. They definitely, I agree. The thing with um, uh, Smash Brothers and the reason that that involved more strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yep. The, oh, for sure. The, Absolutely. Oh, right. Yeah. The fighting games just never really had that. You know, you, you could, could just mash away and it was fine. Like, right. You, you <laughs> can invite a friend over for like the first time ever and they would just beat you by just being fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I uh, absolutely wanted to dig into this, this topic, not just because I've, I've got some really fun experiences with certain titles out there in the wild, but um, as we start to look at some of the favorite titles, we've mentioned a couple of them. Who wants to throw out their first favorite arcade game experience that they've got here for us? Experience or, or game? Game, game. If you've got an experience okay. that attached to it, that's great. But yeah, let's let's start talking games. Favorite game. I feel like I am a very classic when it like i love all sorts of arcade games don't get me wrong but if they're if we're in an arcade and unlimited arcade games are available to me and what i'm going to be walking back and it's probably kept in a corner because it's not as new and shiny and fancy as all the stuff that's out there is absolutely like your 
Galaga and Space Invaders. Like mm-hmm. every single time, nice. that's my one single quarter. And like, I'm going to be here all night, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. <laughs> you know, how many how many levels were there in that? Because I feel like when we talked <sighs> about that, that that rule of 50, Doug, if you remember with like Bomberman and oh, that Snow Brothers. That's it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like how many levels were, there? I mean, I don't even know how many there were cause I never played mm-hmm. that those games that far. Honestly, I have, oh, no. I don't do they, I think I've they never loop. beat it. Yeah. I don't think they ever end. I think it just constantly yeah. goes forever. No. And ever. Yeah, like it, it might start back at some sort of point where it kind of zeros right. out, but, but your score is going to stay. Yeah. You know, Yep. Wow. So oh, it's, it's not quite a prestiging thing yet. It's just, it's mean, the game just that, that never ends. Score, baby. Those the games score were mostly is about pre- scores, yeah. putting in your initials. Mm-hmm. It yes. wasn't like I'm playing to finish this. Yeah, no, there because there is no, right, exactly. You would play to have mm-hmm. your freaking three little characters mm-hmm. up above some other motherfuckers, three little characters. <laughs> and every time they come mm-hmm. in and see that they're still not as good as you, <laughs> an angel gets their wings you know like <laughs> but then the real game begins when the arcade shuts down and you purchase the machine and you've got to get to your apartment before the battery you've rigged to it runs out what do you do <laughs> and, but, but oh, once you oh there you go once... <laughs> yeah you know, no. it's so funny how long it takes me to get the sign over <laughs> like it should be so quick but I'm just like, huh? What? You're like, that's a strange <laughs> scenario. <laughs> I'm like, oh, did that happen to you? <laughs> yeah. I also have Marvel vs. Capcom 2 in my basement. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, the, the best part about beating those games, though, is at the end, especially Marvel vs. Capcom, it says, you've beaten the game. Now go play Load Runner. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that's your... <laughs> and you know what i do have to say in case there's any purists out there that rain hellfire um the original galaga had 225 levels wow yeah wow Mm -hmm. i think they i think they go higher than that maybe now so um yeah wow so how far Mm -hmm. did you ever get with it not anywhere near that are you kidding me (laughs) like 13 is like maybe you're doing really well. Oh no! For, I really could get up hard. into I could get up into the fifties and sixties in my prime impressive. for sure. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, we had. Oh my god, my grandparents had that on the. Oh, are you kidding me? I can't. Um, like the original arcade bike or mm-hmm. at home Atari. Atari, thank you. My God, <laughs> my grandparents had it on the Atari, and I we had like um army of cousins. I did and. You know, you take turns, and when your turn is over, when you die, like it's someone else's turn. And like they would literally moan when it was my turn, like, oh my God, no. Looks like we're not playing for the rest of the night. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I, I think that's why the, the fighting game and the format of like a Turtles game was uh, appealing to us because. Oh, yeah. One of the arcade games we played the most of was, of course, Turtles in Time. Or I Mm -hmm. think it was stylized as uh, TMNT 4 at one point. I can't remember. They're trying to 
skeptical with the NES numbering system, but, but yeah. th th I mean, this was like for the time in, in 1992, I think, I think the pilot uh, machine showed up in like 91, but like, this was the best seller. It was everywhere. Not to be confused with Hyperstone Heist. Very similar <laughs> game. Come out later. <laughs> but but th this was a fun game because it had the joystick, but when you use the joystick in tandem with the buttons, you could do different moves. You could jump higher. You could slide. There was the dash attacks, you know? So it, it wasn't just move, press a button. It was like, no, you, you, you've got a little bit more going on here, you know? Like, uh, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when Madden tried to introduce the shake stick and all that kind of shit, you know, this was <laughs> this was like the, the proto version of that. Um, it looked really good too. Oh god, yes. I remember mm -hmm. the first time I saw that game. Like people have said, like the the console ports were good for for that game, but man, the the arcade was was really really nice looking. Yeah, yeah. You practically humped that machine. You had to look good. The um the movement of the turtles. Mm -hmm. It was like looking at the cartoon. At least it was mm -hmm. back then. I haven't played it in a long time. I'm sure it looks different now, but I just remember the animations being just like so on point. Well, I, I think you've got a, a really good point about it just in general because for one, you've got just the, the color schemes of, of that era of the turtles and, and they just really pop, you know? And so mm -hmm. it, it almost feels like a, like a moving comic in a lot of ways, you know? And Oh, yeah. And uh, I got to mention something about this because it always bothered me as a kid. Well, very beginning of the game, the turtles are like sitting there watching Shredder doing his thing, you know, like attacking the town. And then they're watching the TV as it's happening. And he's like pointing at them and laughing and they're like getting all upset. And I go, <laughs> it's like, it's not like Shredder's talking to just them through the TV. Like he's talking to the whole city, guys. Okay? <laughs> like, let's, let's not take it that personally, but. You know, whatever. You know, maybe maybe uh, it's like when your dad is watching a football game, he's mad that like they're not listening to him. Like, oh, the head isn't listening. like are you kidding me? Why would you run up? Why would you do a pass on first down? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like they would like they can hear that. It's just the reverse effect the turtles are having. He's fucking calling us out. Like we yeah, see that son of a bitch. They're all huddled around this like like eight inch by six inch TV, getting so pissed, and you're like, "Oh, come on, guys! Come, oh, on, come on!" Oh, hey, they had ever he was always messing with them, you know. You, mm -hmm. they had you know maybe some reason to think it was for them, maybe just a little. <laughs> this is just for you. Yep, you know, in the um, background, you got Splinter going like, "Guys, he's just on TV." And they're like, yeah. dude, he looked at us crossways. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, that's oh. a TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what was great about the arcade, this is something about this, this before it got ported that was really unique, was that you had characters like Baxter Stockman that that didn't seem to get a whole lot of like daylight after this until almost like the, the Michael Bay movies and, and the mm -hmm. animated series, of course. But then you've got like Cement Man, um, like Toka and Razor actually show up in this game too, and they they oh, have, really I didn't yeah, know that that's crazy. Yeah, they didn't have any love outside of the movie, and you know obviously some some of the comic stuff. But I mean, yeah, you get like Leatherhead too in here, and I mean, it, I don't know. It was just there's something about the arcade version, like they pulled more from this. Like I don't know, they pulled some source material, they pulled from the movies a little bit. And yeah, it was just a really fun, cohesive, addictive experience that, uh, I mean, 
the port wasn't bad. Like Doug, I agree with you. The port was a, it was good. We all loved it. But yeah, there's something just uh something about I that arcade hear experience. So much about it though. Like um, people consider it a very good port. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I guess it is. Uh, you know, it's hard for me to view it that way nowadays. Um, well, I mean, nowadays. my husband asks for it every single time we go into the comic book store. So there, he's <laughs> like, "Do you uh, have Turtles in Time?" <laughs> this, this is true. The past yeah. two times I've gone with him to the comic book store, he has asked for it. And now, I mean, and we discovered that other place that yeah. sells all sorts of used and classic mm-hmm. games by us. And every time we go in there, do you uh, have Turtles in Time today? Yep, uh... poor little Valhalla video, which is just yeah. like a little little hole in the wall <laughs> shop. Every Something time, Matt goes, "Do you have a uh, Turtles in Time?" It's adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'll be there one day. I know, and he'll be so excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that one of those games that has become like? sought after and hard to find now i can see that being a pricey one it's mm-hmm. yeah it's a cult favorite pretty much like it, so it is it's difficult to find and obviously mm-hmm. i mean for sure could he go out there and buy it on ebay if he really wanted yeah. to like that's absolutely not not. no that's not the full experience no. right like you, you want not. the full experience yeah you want the full experience yes the thrill of the hunt <laughs> when i bought exactly. the cartridge when like, i bought the cartridge of this uh in 2006 when i was in college and I think even back then, it was like a $65, $70 game. Which mm-hmm. is huge because nothing sold for that much then. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Back then, like, it was like dollar Earthbound. game Funko Land. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like Earthbound was going for that much. Uh, Secret of Mana was going for that much. But uh, uh, Mario RPG was. But yeah, but holy cow, man. Like for some reason, Turtles in Time became one of those games that, and Hyperstone Heist, they, they kind of got lost i never played that one it's a very very similar game like they they borrowed a lot from it and Mm -hmm. but those games kind of got lost and i think because of the fact that maybe they were a little more scarce because of that whole porting side of it because tmnt2 is the one came out at a time where um ninja turtles was kind of um a, a declining property yeah my husband again would fight you (laughs) <laughs> saying that <laughs> well i would have to i'm not saying i don't like ninja turtles but at that time it was like you know um kids had moved on they yeah, were watching yeah, yeah. there was batman animated series and power rangers now for yeah. sure yeah. You know? i would say they kind of i mean they dis the turtles disappeared for a pretty good chunk of time actually i feel they like did. it wasn't again until we were in like our mid 20s maybe even that they finally popped back and i think it was with did they do the new animated show first or was it straight to that um well, there one was, of those first movies that like the tmnt movie or something there, like that which well, was there, epic there, there was the live action mm-hmm. attempt tv show oh my god that that did 90s. not help it yeah right the, the that's current, i think that's declining time mm-hmm. though the that current comic series has been like one of the best selling um mm-hmm. modern comic runs every you know whenever i'm not sure if it's even monthly at this point but it's doing very well right now mm-hmm. yeah um which when i found out of, i haven't read any of it i've heard about it though it's like um the last ronin series and stuff like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, i mean it sounds really cool actually it sounds like it, it's kind of like um you know you have the, the original comics, which were, were mature. Uh-huh. And then when the cartoon got big and younger children started getting into it, you know, they published a lot of comics that were meant to appeal to the fans of the 
cartoon. Yes. So I feel like there was kind of a, a decline in, you know, taking it seriously. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 But I yeah. mean, but for for a time, it dominated arcades. Like you, you went into an arcade. For really. That was the one that oh, was yeah. usually right towards the front position. So you saw it. You know, you didn't usually miss that machine. So yeah, there's a barcade mm-hmm. uh, close to me. Well, actually, I think it might have closed down during COVID, but they did have, you know, the original Ninja Turtles arcade machine. Mm-hmm. Even that one's fun to play. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The unbeatable even one? Even that one's better <laughs> than the ports. Mm-hmm. You have all these different moves you can do. Because um, I don't know if you've played the arcade game for, for NES. It is... I liked it when I was a kid. I was very excited about it, but it is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> the arcade one, even the original arcade one, is like mm-hmm. an experience. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, what other experiences do we have that we wanted to bring to the table today? Um, uh, mine was probably um, Marvel versus Capcom yes. 2. Wow. It was definitely mine. Uh <laughs> And that was one where I remember, like, definitely, like, growing up, like, I, like of course, X-Men at the Derial was big. And then uh, Cozy's Pizza in Boston. Uh, Mortal Kombat was big there for the longest time uh, that I loved looking forward to playing. But then I remember, like, I traveled to Madison uh, because we went there, like, half reg- like, kind of regularly uh, growing up as a kid. And at that mall in the arcade, there was Marvel vs. Capcom 2. And, like, this is amazing. This game is freaking nuts. Like again, like the uh, the characters were like a huge lineup for Marvel and a huge Capcom lineup, and so I always went with uh, good old modular Iron Man uh, from the time. <laughs> so you could summon like this massive cannon that was like bigger than the Hulk. That's right. <laughs> that yeah. um, and then Ryu, who's my favorite uh, character from from Capcom. And then my third was always like I always like let someone else pick for me. Like just pick a random person. It'll be great. I think my brother like one time stuck me with a Shuma Garath, who's this big, like squiddy looking guy. Oh, yeah. And he was like mm-hmm. annoyingly fun to play. Like because he had a pretty good reach to him. And I don't remember, honestly, don't remember any of his moves. I think he sends out a bunch of little versions of him or something ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, it was just playing that game was really big. And this was, was Omega a time... Red in that one. Omega Red was in yeah. this one. He had a really great finisher. He was just really That's, cool because yeah, when um, you mentioned the reach. I was yep. thinking that was a cool character to play with. Mm-hmm. Yep, See, absolutely. I, I thought you were saying, the, like, just go ahead and pick any third because nobody's getting through these first two. <laughs> <laughs> Usually true, to be honest. <laughs> with Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man, I honestly, I could be such a dick. Like, I would either one actually just go out and like slam people with the unibeam over and over again i just spam that or i'd kind of like be a dick and just use the repulsor and let people actually come at me and you just trigger at the right time and so like he holds it up and this blast like does like both like above him in front of him and behind him so if you use it right it's just a perfect counter it's gonna like mess up anyone from coming to hit you and then you can just start fucking nailing them with a combo so I would just usually just bait people. Like I'd throw out something easy for them to dodge, like the unibeam to make them jump and then jump towards me. And as they're jumping mm-hmm. towards me, you hit them with a pul- repulsor blast, then you just fuck them up from there. So I would usually just do that. And my friends would struggle to beat me. And when it finally, and when I say they, st- they struggled to beat me, they weren't expecting it because like when it finally came to Cozy's, I'm like, this game looks fun and new, everyone. Let's try playing this game. 
And they're like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Little do they know I'd been training on it in Madison. I was fucking time. hustling a bunch of kids. <laughs> <laughs> and it got to the point where they wouldn't play with me anymore. I'm like, ah, that's fine. I did this to myself. <laughs> <laughs> the isolation was worth it. Mm-hmm. Just completely. The bragging rights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that eventually gets ported into like the PlayStation 2. And yeah. I bought it on there, and like same experience. Like I, my friends couldn't beat me on it, and I was really happy about it uh, because it turns out like fighting games just turned like that's my jam. I'm pretty <laughs> good at them. Uh, and it came time years down the line where my PlayStation Two is not even working anymore, but I still have that game. And like I think it was like Street Fighter Four came out. I'm like, this looks really cool. Looks really good, but. Uh, Chelsea and I are currently broke living over a weird insurance company in Whitewater. <laughs> in an apartment with no heat, mind no you. No heat. At not, all. That's not us being dramatic. No. That's, was... We like the, the group huddled for warmth <laughs> and we not... fought over the cat. Like, that's what fucking happened. <laughs> 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 but fuck, if we'd not have a great skylight. <laughs> oh, sure. We did have a great skylight. Hella we skylight. really did. Bar adjacent and all like the pizza and like shitty college food around as you could ever ask for. And we live directly above a super nerdy, weird smelling re like <laughs> video game resale store. It was yeah. amazing. Oh wow. Yeah. That's a, uh that could go so badly. Correct. Just, yeah, because yeah, you could just, just wake up day. and roll down yeah. the stairs mm -hmm. and head on in. And you know them by name because you're yep. in there all the time. And you spend exactly. all your money on stuff you don't need. Except mm -hmm. for when you're Joe and you just... <laughs> you roll down there and you're like, hey, I would like that new version of Street Fighter. And like, that's $60. I'm like, I don't have that. <laughs> but I do have this copy of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. And they're like, we will give you $150 in-store credit for that game. Yeah. So yep, yep. We, yeah. we were fucking kings. Like, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, we were like, Doug, yeah. there, there was a point in time. <laughs> yeah, there was a point in time where that game was like, it, like if you if you saw cocaine fall out of like a speaker in the back of a truck, you're like, fuck it. No, that's not worth as much yep. as Marvel vs. Capcom 2. So <laughs> stay away from that. And the crowning yeah. moment of that whole thing, like when I gave him that game, is they open it up and like there's still the instruction manual here. This is incredible. Then they we got a disc. deal. <laughs> yeah, and they like, were like, the, "Oh, you're an idiot." <laughs> yep. They're like the disc is also pristine. Like there's no scratches. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty great. And then they looked at the front again. Like, is this a fucking movie gallery stamp? I'm like, yeah, I got it from movie gallery for five bucks when one was like when they were just getting rid of their old games. So. You Good could times. have hung on to that instruction manual <laughs> and sold it to them a week later and gotten more money. Yeah, could have. You, I should have. You could have. I am not a businessman. Clearly. <laughs> $250. Oh, I could have had more games. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was store credit. I fucking forget. Yeah. They weren't giving me cash. Oh, my God. That's right. Oh, my God. Because mm -hmm. you would be like, yep. Yeah. Still got $75 left on that credit. <laughs> I remember that now. <laughs> like, what well, game were we getting this weekend? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I do have a game slash experience that I'd want to share with everyone. And because this was one of those uh, one of those games that I would not own for years until, like, after the, the arcade game. 
and it was a very popular game in the mid '90s called Killer Instinct. But, oh yes, <laughs> but it was Killer Instinct Two, stylized mm. as K K I Two, of course, by Rare, I the same mean, folks, yeah, behind uh, behind Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country, yeah, yeah, and uh, and Goldeneye, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep, Rare yep. did that. Mm-hmm. Same folks, yeah, and, and Joe, you you wouldn't have liked uh, Killer Instinct Two because opposite of your experience with you know marvel versus capcom 2 and, and mm-hmm. being able to dominate people uh well i actually maybe you would have because in killer instinct one blocking and you know uh strategically spamming things was the way to go mm-hmm. oh yeah and in killer instinct 2 the developers were like yeah fuck all that we're <laughs> we're gonna make this this is going to be like the Russian bomb approach where you just throw 400 at the ground and hope that one hits your target. Like that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, th- this game was one that always sat in the, the roller rink in California, in the military base that we were on. And I would go to this roller rink usually because of a friend's birthday party, not because we ended up there organically. Mm-hmm. And so we were there at this kid's birthday party. And I'm like, I'm like bored out of my fucking mind. I'm like going, look, I'm overweight. I don't have much stamina. I don't have much <laughs> out there. Uh, so I'm like, what am I going to do to get through this fucking party? Well, <laughs> th- this is like, you know, pre-capitalism mark. So I just had the money I brought with me, which wasn't very much. I think I think I maybe had like $2. So, so you already spent $5 of that uh, $7 <laughs> allowance, <laughs> I see. Yeah. <laughs> Rough week, living fast and loose, huh? I get it. I I actually used to buy like the half liter Gatorades because it was a desert, okay. And I mean, (laughs) and so what I would do is I would drink it down halfway and then pour water in because it was so sugar infused that I would essentially have another full bottle. So there's a little bit of a yeah, poor man. That's a good idea, (laughs) but. Anyway, I, I've got I've got a little bit of money, and so here's the Killer Instinct Two machine. I don't want to get out there, even though they're playing Quad City DJs. You know, I was ready. But my jam, but oh, yeah, okay. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hold on. So I go over to the the Killer Instinct Two <laughs> machine, and I've I've got fifty cents that I'm willing to allocate towards it. So I I throw it on in there, and I got to pick my boy Saber Wolf because. I mean, who, who doesn't love to do the spin moves and the howling? I mean, it's just a good combination. <laughs> so at that point in time, I was a decent gamer. Like if, if I spent a little bit of time with video games, I was all right. But I hadn't like unlocked next level Mark yet. Like this wasn't the Mark that, you know, was like <laughs> playing like the Rocky game on hard and, and like mm-hmm. beating everybody without trying. So anyway, well before Puss in Boots. Oh, fuck that game. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here, here I start my, you know, my journey on Killer Instinct 2. And, you know, I, it, it was not uncommon for me to get through like the first, you know, three or four fighters. And then like suddenly I get clammy, right? So mm-hmm. I get through the first four fighters and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm feeling pretty good looking around like, all right, yep, they're still skating. The party's still going. <laughs> well, then I reach like the fifth fighter. And then the sixth fighter, and I'm like going, holy shit, that Gargos motherfucker's staring right at me. Like, I'm almost there. Like, I'm getting to the end of it. And I'm only on 50 cents, by the way. I have not spent any money outside of 50 cents. No continues (laughs) at all. 
so like i'm riding this 50 cents and i'm like nope i am determined i am gonna beat this fucking game on just these two washingtons let's see what happens (laughs) and next thing i know i'm on the boss's doorstep fucking gargos himself and i'm like holy shit like i'm i'm like 11 years old i the, the this is like the, the the most I have done up to this point. Like, <laughs> like, like, like this is everything, and and at this point, getting to the boss in Killer Instinct Two at the arcade was still like a legend. Like, there's rumors and people talked about it, but no one's actually experienced it. And mm-hmm. and like the rumor was, you can only beat Gargos if you knock that fucker off the tower. You can't just like knock down his health bar because he regenerates health. Couldn't confirm if that was the truth or not. I don't know. I mean. It was, the 90s. it was weird but <laughs> that didn't matter because for some reason like i went into the zone and and like all i can hear is bon jovi because for some reason that's what was playing and <laughs> i knock off like a 60 combo move on this fucker in the last, last <laughs> round knock him off the tower i'm standing here in my still in my roller skates by the way like i'm still sitting in <laughs> oh yeah the whole time knock him off the tower and i'm like you know what it didn't matter if the rumor mattered because he's fucking dead i knocked that motherfucker off on 50 cents i was there for like 40 minutes 50 cents fucking killed it man so that's my uh that's my killer instinct 2 story it's it's one i was very happy with that's crazy that makes the victory i'm going to talk about sound like nothing so thank you. And, and, and to bring us down for the evening, here's Doug Eberling. Yeah, some smooth jams with Doug as you slide right into that. <laughs> oh my god! So, I I had a, vi- a video game victory um, recently. Um, so you're gonna notice a trend here. So I was in Daytona Beach, Florida, at some place that claimed to be the. Um, have the most amount of arcade of of pinball machines mm. it was kind of like a pinball museum but they did have maybe like 50 arcade machines too it's a huge place and um i see a machine that was one of the first machines i ever saw like i mentioned models earlier one of the machines mm. i saw was millipede oh yes yes i knew you'd like that based on your games uh-huh <laughs> yeah so i also played this yes. on you know nes for a while like i had it so i got pretty good at it so i'm at this arcade with my wife and mostly we were playing like two-player games and stuff like you know street fighter fighting games then i'm like oh my god i see millipede so i go over to it right on one quarter i don't know how far i got but i was Mm. playing this thing for like 15 minutes straight it was going so fast she's standing there looking at me like what the hell she (laughs) she couldn't believe it now here's the victory that i got i was able to put my initials in and I was like not the last one. I Woo! was like maybe, yeah. Right? I was like maybe number 4 and I put <laughs> I put my initials into the machine. I think that might have been the only the, well I don't really put my initials I just put DUG. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but that was the only time in my life I ever did that where I actually got to like the leaderboard and I think it was only going to happen because, like, I'm at this place where nobody was probably even touching the millipede machine. I don't even know if a good sore. <laughs> yeah, but that... Oh, my God, uh, I love it. Really nice. That means you were beating the people who were playing it at its peak. So it's like you were playing the best, Doug. You were beating the best. Yeah, like, yeah. imagine that. Like, 
they hadn't turned on the machine since like 1985. <laughs> <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> hey, I'd be right there doing it too. So <laughs> yeah, it's a really underrated like arcades like classic mm-hmm. arcade style game yes. it's a really good one yes i love it yep another one like i've always really enjoyed like car-based arcade games too so like i mean like jurassic park is obviously fun because like you're in the you're in the car you're shooting things but the actual driving and racing ones like cruising usa you want to cruise yeah Ooh, yeah uh, i had that at a pizza hut by me mm-hmm. i had that Just- game slam you just double tap that gas pedal to really get the nitro going and go up on two <laughs> wheels oh get out of here <laughs> i thought you were gonna say sugar rush for a minute playing you know princess oh. Penelope von schweetz <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that would have been great too but i settled for my um look alike but distinctly different not quite ferrari testarossa uh that you'd always pick for that game you know hold on a second we talked about the jurassic park game mm-hmm. but we haven't talked about dino crisis yet uh, yep i have is this like related to time crisis no 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 it's it's mm-hmm. like well actually maybe i am thinking of time crisis maybe that is what i'm thinking of a time crisis because that was yeah, like it's like a every... lethal enforcers style game mm-hmm. or yeah, area fifty one. I am yep. thinking of time crisis. Yes, okay. time crisis in like area fifty one. That was at every single military mm-hmm. base. Like you walked <laughs> in, and and they're like they right were next everywhere. they yeah. re- they were everywhere at some point. Mm-hmm. The Jurassic Park game that I brought up is similar to those. Like something pops yeah. out of the corner, and you're like, oh god. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something well, throws remember... a claw or a knife at you that you'll never hit. It just mm-hmm. it just always hits the yeah. screen. Yeah. yeah. You shoot to the side mm-hmm. to reload. Yes. Yeah. Fuck it. I remember like working at the Kalahari and we had one of the I don't know how the fuck they got it, but like they had one of the few, like I think it was like when Time Crisis, it was either three or four, wasn't really out yet. And like this was like one of like the handful of machines that was roaming through north america and like yeah like you're not going to be able to play this like literally anywhere else in the midwest right now like we're the only one in the midwest with it like this is incredible and me (laughs) and my buddy josh benson um would oh yeah um (laughs) we would like fucking like try and leave early from work every day just to make it so like we can make it to the arcade before it would close at the kalahari like, don't wait tables. We're going to play fucking Time Crisis, bitches. <laughs> God, I've mm-hmm. spent so much money in that motherfucking game room in mm-hmm. my life that I don't really want to think about it. <laughs> well, Time that Crisis is... is one of those expensive ones. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, that is a complete contrast to the oh, pure yeah. and innocent arcade that I grew up with. Spending mm-hmm. all my time in dirty corporate <laughs> money arcade. <laughs> it, it's true though. Like those, mm-hmm. those were starting to dominate uh, after a certain point. And then I know we talked a little bit about House of the Dead earlier, but, but House of the Dead was the other one oh, that man. just mm-hmm. the the, the on rail so shooter just took over. Good though, you just want to look at it. That's how they got away with it. <laughs> yeah, you want to look at the. The excellent voiceover work where the mouths are moving <laughs> completely with the English. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very, very loose story. Um in every one of those two. It's like it's as captivating as we're we're willing to make it. 
<laughs> I was going to say, it's as captivating as the Yuva Bowl movie of the same name that came out in the <laughs> early 2000s, which was, which was just, just, just as brutal as the game. But, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of uh, going back and looking at, at at the arcade experience. I mean, Doug, you have a really good point that in the beginning, this was more about high scores and not necessarily like narrative or story driven experiences or anything. You know, like the, these are just, you know, let, let's show off our skills for as long as we can and and hope that we've hit yeah. the leaderboard, you know, and. And then there was the rise of the the, the fighting game, and, and those mm-hmm. took many different forms. And, I mean, they, fighting games are obviously still popular now. Um, but then we got that that whole on-rail shooter experience that, that kind of brought us through to, like, the late 90s. And then then the arcade just kind of tanked after that point, didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the crazy oh. thing is, like, they never really went away. They just changed. Like, um like as we said at the beginning it's like more games that everybody can play just not video games i mean they still incorporate video games but i don't know have you guys ever been to a dave and busters do you have those by you yeah yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah so that's fun right but you know as somebody who likes video games and arcades you go in there and you just it's just missing something yeah yeah i think so. well i don't know with i to me, and because again, I have like this totally separate experience of an arcade where it is seriously you you walk in and it's only like you know old school quarter machines and that's what it's about. I mean, you're lucky if there's a concession counter and if you can get a slice of pizza there. Yeah. And then you go to something like a Dave and Buster's, and it's not really about that anymore. And it's like. I kind of think like Chuck E. Cheese and all of those like <laughs> stuff. It's all kind of clumped in there for one. You're not even necessarily mm-hmm. there to play the 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 arcade games, but then mm-hmm. there's all that other just like carnival game crap. And you're there for yeah. tickets and for shitty prizes. Like it's it gets so it gets watered down. Yeah. With all this extra shit. <laughs> yeah. It's it's corporate America going yeah. ahead and taking the arcade and Making it into something more profitable. Yeah, I mean, and that <laughs> stuff can be like absolutely. Or maybe fun. they'll just survive. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like I like a good ski ball, you know. Good not ski ball. Not oh, saying that there's anything yep. wrong with that. It's just or that one, or that yeah. one where you can shoot the clowns because clowns are assholes. Yes, they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, okay, so this something that Chelsea you mentioned here, that this was a part of the experience that I think some people may have forgotten was that being able to get a slice of pizza while you play. And incorporating grease into the joystick. <laughs> yeah. Experience. That not was... very 2020 of them. Hey, that was that your secret weapon in uh, KI too. <laughs> Got to grease them up good. Because I know those roller rinks always, you know, they weren't known for their uh, health food. No, <laughs> no, but that's that's seriously how it was. You like have your little plate with your pizza. You, you just plop it up on top of the of the console, man. And and yeah, like if you're touching a, a like the, the the whole like console experience and playing it, like you got the controller and everything, and your hands might get sweaty while you play, but you're at the oh, actual sure. arcade. Yeah, like you're at the arcade, and it's like a totally different thing. And like if there's not grease on the buttons and the joystick, I'm like, 
Sorry, I got to get something on this. This is this is useless <laughs> to me. This, this there's dry... more than grease on there, buddy. Bring a snotty <laughs> child over here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, I I've got to say, Doug, this this is always a fun time bringing you, you know, into yeah. in, into the the digital dissection experience. We were we're so happy to have you as always, and mm-hmm. I, thanks for having me. Yeah, is there? I guess is there anything else about arcades that that we haven't stated yet? Is there anything else about the arcade experience maybe we want to bring back or that we hope returns? What are we thinking? For me personally, it would just be to make them seem kind of dangerous. Ooh. You know, Ooh. edgy arcade. <laughs> edgy arcades. That's what I remember growing up. That's what I would see. Maybe it was partially the fact that I wasn't allowed to go there, but even um, <laughs> forbidden zone. In like, you know, read an '80s comic book, and somebody's in the arcade, and there'd be some teenagers, you know, playing some video game, and some guy might come over and try to coax them into some sort of, you know, horrible lifestyle. Like, you know, hey, <laughs> you want to do some drugs and, <laughs> you know, things like that. I mean. I feel like it used to have a stigma. Oh to it. it was also like um, back then, maybe where kids would go where adults would not be. So, mm. you know, you'd have a bunch of, let's say it's like a timeout section in the, in the mall. And like, you know, the rest of the mall, you know, you have people shopping for perfume and doing kinds of things like this and, you know, doing, doing all sorts of normal things. And then it's like, oh, here, let's go escape into the arcade. And like, you know, maybe they would go outside and like smoke weed and then disappear in there. And it would be like a maze. You know, you have all of your machines mm-hmm. high up in the air and all these different pathways. Like um, the ones that I went to in um, Denver that seemed most like the one that I first went to when I was a kid. That was, you know, to me, a real arcade because it was only video games and you can get lost in there. It was just mm-hmm. rows yeah. and rows and rows. You wouldn't, you know, nobody was able to really see you easily. There's things towering above your head had just like dark paint everywhere and it it was just you know bare bones nothing was there except for playing video games so just that kind of whole vibe um is something i would like to see and you kind of get it in the barcades but i don't know you know maybe it's i'm experiencing it as an adult now maybe Mm -hmm. maybe somebody else who's younger is having these experiences where it seems kind of like somewhere you're not supposed to be (laughs) yeah well yeah. You know, I've got a perfect kid for help you with mainstream that. Yeah. Now. Back then, mm-hmm. too, video games were very new and and to the earlier generations, they were looked at like, what are these kids doing? Like, yeah. you know, it, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll really ever be able to get that back. Yeah, I, I think I get what you're... What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? I... <laughs> <laughs> Literally, what? Youths! <laughs> <laughs> see i i was thinking for a minute there doug that you're like going i i'm like wanting like some kind of squid game experience where like if i don't beat the game arcades back yeah. there's like going to the back of my head and it's like yeah and i'm playing something that's like really hard like the first donkey kong game and they're like 
don't you fall off a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Like, oh no! Oh, I am no. Dead. <laughs> God, what a. Or it's like burger time, pickles start coming out, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> what a what a rush! This is what I have to do to feel now. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> oh man. Oh.